Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they are open for business and serving fresh, hot food. And Moan, what's going on here? What is is it a playoff beard? What is that? You know what? I'm not quite Brett Kiesel, but I, I decided probably about yesterday, I saw a picture of myself in the early parts, well, I guess the middle of uh, last year during the pandemic, was like barbershop clothes restaurants clothes, oh, all yeah. that non-essential stuff getting your feet done i was like i actually like the the deep i don't know what it is i can't really fool it get a beer because i think this side over here won't grow but yeah it's uh i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt to grow it back out again see how far it goes now see if you were a hockey player you'd be getting like all this grief from all your teammates because like th- there's some guys that can grow a beard and there's yeah. some guys that can't come close Sidney Crosby has the worst beards you've ever seen for Baby a great face. player. Oh, yeah. it's just the worst. These little curls and stuff. So yeah. if you were looking at if you were looking at a beard that would be ideal for you, would it be Kiesel or would it be Mountain Man Ben emerging from Saddam's bunker? Man, I'm going Mountain Man Ben. Because <laughs> that one right there is like, you don't know what you're going to get with that one. It's, it's, you no. know, it's, it's like, all right, man, this guy might be holding something in his bag. Or, you know what, this guy <laughs> might just be a funny dude. That's what the, that's what the Mountain Man Ben does for you, man. So I'm, I'm shooting for that one. You feel me like you get that one, though, DK. I, I really, unfortunately, I feel like I really did. Uh, the Kiesel <laughs> beard, on the other hand, is, is composed. He looks like a man who could be farming in Wyoming and naming his cows and his bulls after former teammates and coaches. Oh, wait, he actually does does. this thing. He does. But the smoothest thing about his beard, which separates him from Ben, is this. When he simply does this, I'm like, oh, he's probably got oils. He's got spray. He's got a shampoo. He's got a shampoo for his beard, okay? I'm more like Ben is just like, Let's just go. Like, that's oh, where I'm at with mine. Man. If I ever um, get to that point. I suppose we could talk about football, too. I mean, that's allowed, you know? People like to see us be like this, but DK, yeah. you say so. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's the I'm playoffs. Cool. It's the playoffs. Playoffs. And the playoffs are special. Yeah. And it, it's a, a message that, that Ben personally put forth to the team this week that I could tell from hearing from each of them individually later on in the week, echoing it. You know how that goes. Somebody says something early in the week and then it all gets, okay. So when Ben says, play this playoff game, like it could be your last. Mm -hmm. He said, I know that's how I'm treating it. Now it's different for Ben. He's 38. You never know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When Minka Fitzpatrick echoes it, over the course of the week and says, I'm playing this playoff game like it's my last. Um, that's an interesting approach, isn't it? 
Uh, as opposed it to is. just saying, make sure you take the Browns seriously or whatever else. This is, it's just playoffs. It is. And it's so much that we learned we can't take for granted anymore, just in general. And football is one of those things that you speak about treating it like it's your last. Imagine what the early 90s Buffalo Bills felt like, okay? Mm. And their mindset when it's like, oh, we're going back. We're good. This is, this is the norm. Four, Four times. times. And imagine what happened in the 90s after that, in the 2000s after that. And now they're just getting to the point in the late 2000, in 2010s where it became like, all right, we get to punch a ticket to the, to the playoffs again. Like, that's where they had, you have a team like uh, Cleveland who's 20 years removed, almost 20 years removed. So when Ben says that, I think looking at just the team, where it's at, um, as far as... Man, Ben's an older guy. Pounce is an older guy. When we start talking about double digit, this is what you wrote about this week. Yeah, this is what you wrote about the column. It's it's you got to take take the opportunity that's sitting there in front of you. You do, and you only get one. So to hear, I'm I'm glad you said a young guy like Mika saying that, um, which was one of the coolest things I saw last night too. Was him and Jarvis Landry going back and forth more Mika than Jarvis because. Minka's like, yeah, dude, whatever. Get the hell out of my face. Like, it's whatever. <laughs> he's, he's a football purist is what I'm saying. And one of the things that he said when Jarvis asked him, man, how did you pick that up super fast in Pittsburgh? And Minka's just cool, calm, and collected. Or simply just like, man, this is Iowa. Football is football. You know what I mean? Like, the, the terminology is the same. And, you know, he went through that whole little spill. He walked out on the field in Santa Clara, California, as yeah. if he was born into that defense. <laughs> You'll yes. never see anything like that again. Nah, you won't. And and that's the beauty of a guy like him understanding like the playoffs and a guaranteed thing. Yes, you get a guaranteed ticket, guaranteed ticket when you come in, but it's not guaranteed on Monday coming in. So you either packing your bags or you're going in for rehab for the next week. And I think Ben fully understands. And I'm glad Ben delivered it in a way that you can tell everybody like ingested it. They 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 really took that on because you can talk to somebody sometimes and they be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. I'm trying to go. And it's in one airpod and out the exactly. other. Exactly. <laughs> and now but now when you have guys like you said from one corner to the next of the locker room saying the same thing, that means Ben more than anything delivered that because you know I, the league and how they treat Ben or the Steelers. They weren't on the NFL's, um, I guess, what do you want to call it, promo of, like, quarterbacks in the league this uh, over the mm-hmm. past couple of days. I'm not sure if you saw that. It was two teams missing, which two teams demand that type of respect. It was the Titans, who are covered here now in my morning job, and the Steelers weren't represented on that. So I took it personally, and I'm not even playing. So – to go grab this team by the throat and not let go is what I expect this entire playoff. There are a lot of amazing statistics that come out in sports. I'm not sure that I've seen one since the start of the pandemic, Ramon, that impressed me more than this. Listen to this. In the decade of the 2010s, the one through which you played for the Steelers the entire time, NFL home teams won 56%, 56 56.7% of all of their games, of all their home games, 56.7%. This year, 
in 2020 in front of almost entirely empty stadiums or empty stadiums for the first time in NFL history, home teams lost more games, 128, than they won 127. Wow. I know it's the first evidence we have as a society that home field advantage and fans matter. Think about that. Yeah. Like yeah. in the history of sports, it's the first time we really have that. Um, especially in the week of playoffs where you could picture what that atmosphere would be like um, at Heinz Field, uh, coming out of the tunnel with, this is the one time you're allowed to bring the towels, by the way. If you know your Steelers and you know your Myron Cope, he doesn't like he didn't like to see towels until the games mattered. Now you would see the towels. Now yeah. you would see, not just for Renegade or whatever, it's the whole time. Yeah. Do me a favor. Take everybody through the tunnel. Take everybody of through the regular, tunnel. A regular. A regular. Just okay. right, All right. take a regular crowd, not pandemic, <clears throat> whatever else, playoff game coming out of yeah. that tunnel. It's different. All the way different. It's not preseason. It's not your, 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 your league MVP type of game. It's totally different. I don't care if it's the league opener game. Playoffs is different. To me, it's a little bit more darker because it seems serious. It is more serious. Um the playfulness kind of leaves a little bit hmm. because it's the do or die mindset coming out of that tunnel, man. I, I'll paint an even better picture. Driving into the city is a whole hmm. lot more different. I get there early, always have. Okay, the crowds are always there a little bit earlier this time. Um, you see certain they, they things. Start, they start drinking at six a.m. Moan. Let's say it like it is. Okay, <laughs> we we've heard stories of that. Like man, they've been down there since like six thirty this morning with their spots. They have. It's six thirty. Actually, is exactly you know the, the time. That's, you see that's what when I'm the saying? lots open. Yeah. Yes, the 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 tables aligned with spirits. Okay, <laughs> and people are down there just enjoying it. But coming out of the 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 tunnel. Um, from when me and Marquise would, would go out there and warm up, like the fans, the buzz. You always hear um, the, I can feel it in the, in the air tonight. But you know, by, by Phil Collins, that type of music is playing all online. Like the fans aren't necessarily, you know, giddy. It's let's go. Like they're talking to you. You feel, you feel energy, man. And that makes sense. Coming, that that makes know, sense. It, it feels more serious. Yeah, it does. That makes sense. And that's why I say it's dark, but not like gloomy. It's like, yeah, this is this is where you want to be at. This is what guys talk about and coming out of that tunnel, man, and seeing the backdrop of Pittsburgh when you host a home playoff game and you see fans around the, you know, the standing room only fans up top. And when we finally run out and we're on the sideline for the uh, national anthem and, you know, the pregame formalities of you know handshaking and and talk the coin toss i always remember looking over in that back corner where the heinz field and the, the the circle ramp is where you can see the uh the buildings the skyscrapers and mm -hmm. there's always this smoky look that comes out i don't know if it's the grill i don't know if it's the football guys giving us a little accents you know a little accents on the game but it is a misty dark just Go. Tunnel vision is what it is, man. It's, I truly in love play, playoff football.
there's because you got that opportunity to go get that trophy, man. To be football has got to be one of the only sports where you can say if you win it, you're the best in the world. Oh yeah. Okay? NBA, they have you know other leagues in China. Mm-hmm. There's Italy leagues, there's Brazilian leagues. Like soccer is a worldwide sport. Baseball is a worldwide sport. Like here, the purest of the game. Football is an American pastime. Now, I think he's eclipsed baseball to say, hey, we're here to run the show for however long we keep this thing right, okay? And to see you be the best in the world because there's no better league, there's only one league that you want to play in, um, that's what the playoffs is, man. These other subjects were more fun. But we got to talk about the game at some point. I mean, we can't say the playoffs are all super important and everything and then not talk yeah. about the playoff game. Uh, Moan, I can't get past something that I saw you made an observation yourself uh, about last week when the Steelers were in Cleveland. And that yeah. is four sacks, no Cam, no TJ. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not inclined to to analyze this game a lot more deeply than that. Um, the Steelers yeah. led the universe in pass rushing statistics, all of them, not just sacks. It's not just yeah. sacks. It's TFLs, it's QH, it's everything. They got back there and they made everything happen. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me why that would or wouldn't be the defining characteristic of this game. It has to be. Um Baker is the thing that really gets them going. Like, I know what Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb does in the background, but if you can get to him, slow him down, take him out of his game, because he feeds, they feed off of him. I got to give it to him. The guy is a spark plug, man. Emotionally, down yeah, to, I can see yes. that. I mean, you hear that from them. They they think, yes. I think, Moan, that they think he's better than he is. No, 100%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't shock me if he got a deal this offseason to justify that, because they go as he go. Like if you were to knock him, by the way. Hey, if you're yeah. option, by the way, he's he's in bud territory. <laughs> but <laughs> it goes down to keeping him quiet, keeping him frustrated. It, it, I think the still is okay with taking a, a 20 yard run from Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt or something like that. But if Baker's able to get the chunk plays, the play action plays, the rolling out of the pocket, hitting guys on the sideline plays, that's when he gets what they like to call Baker dangerous or whatever it is. But this team, I know the, the eye rolls. Uh, this this team this past weekend showed a lot with Mason in there. Uh, Mason, I think, wrote a nice little check for himself to say, hey, if you give me a little bit of an opportunity, I got something for you guys. If you just mm-hmm. be patient with me, because I got to grow. You got to think he's behind a Hall of Fame quarterback with hardly any reps. And he showed a lot last weekend against the Browns. Um, but this team also showed a lot. Offensively, they moved the ball a little bit better, I felt like. They came off the ball, the guys up front, um, as far as efficiency, it just looked different. Um, so you throw Pounce back into the mix. You get Cam back. You get TJ back, who should be def- uh, the defensive player of the year. Um, and you got something special, man. We saw what they were able to do with, um, as you want to call them, your golden ticket guys not being in Cleveland this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And probably thank God because they had their COVID outbreak uh, this past weekend. Stay home. Also. Yeah. Stay home uh, and for a good reason. Um, but them getting to Baker is the winning recipe um, for this weekend. Uh, and I think they're able to stop the run on the way to Baker. I think that philosophy, we're stopping the run on the way to the quarterback, 
it's got to be the philosophy for the guys. Yeah, that, that's, that to me is the, the thing that jumps out because earlier in the season, and I'm not going to be unfairly comparing Bud to Alex Highsmith at very, very, very different stages of their yeah. career. Which has However, shown, again, a good pick, by the way. Oh, yeah. Highsmith. The, the yeah. whole draft. The whole draft. Uh, yeah. They, these, these guys were able to come off the edges, TJ and Bud, and simultaneously contain the quarterbacks, regardless of who they were, including yeah. including peak Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And at the same time, still show the awareness to seal the edge on the rush. Um, I only wish Bud in particular would get more oh. attention for what he yeah. was able to do from a maturation standpoint, because he wasn't yeah. all that sharp at it early on in his career. He became an excellent, an elite stopper of the run along the edge. Yep. It's an unusual skill to be able to twin those things, to go after oh the gosh. quarterback and to contain the running backs. And the beauty, of course, of the Steelers defense is if you do that, if you come in like bookends, the mm -hmm. running backs have to do this. They're not going anywhere in that direction. No. No, and, and my the thing about it is this too last week. I think uh, last week was the first time Cleveland's had their whole line back together in a while. Um, so I Not saw Betonio's Joel Betonio's out this week. Yeah, that's. But even still, Hotsmith, I feel like worked the left tackle. He did. I feel like he worked their left tackle. Man, he did a lot of good things. So you you couple that with TJ being back this week. Who's going to demand a double team? Okay. And not only that, man. They might just chip I don't know him, how. but yeah, they, they could use well, Hooper to chip. But if you use if you use Austin Hooper to chip TJ on his way out to running out. routes, yeah, you're taking a they're one of I, I thought he was one of their better weapons last week. He uh, is. So and, and all of that wins. So so with that, if you got to deal with TJ on the other side with a young guy like Heisman, who seems to be to show Spurs that, like, yeah, I'm going to be a problem. The story that's gone over everybody's head is Tua's got double-digit sacks. Oh, 11. Okay? 11. And then you got to deal with Cam coming back rested that knows what this game is all about, what the backup left guard that's about to go in there right now. Okay? Those are the things that Cleveland's got to deal with. And, yeah, I know they'll be professional and do their job as far as Cleveland and their offensive line, try to hide some stuff, maybe try to be run heavy to, to, to protect Baker, running out of the pocket, whatever they got to do. But I'm excited for this matchup for those reasons right there. I hate they got the COVID situation, but in the terms of Mike Tomlin, we do not care. All right? No. Like, that's that's how it's got to go. And um, sucks for them is all I got to say about well, that. Well, let's, let's, let's go for a pick then. What do you got? I got Pittsburgh. I said it with a straight face. I, mm -hmm. I have Pittsburgh. If they were able to do what they were supposed to last weekend with um, your golden ticket guys sitting in Western PA, at full strength, no matter what you think of the offense, if this defense scores two touchdowns to set this team up offensively, um, the second half of the, the Colts game is where I feel like Ben oh. will and should pick up. You think that was a breakthrough or just a – it was, and I talked to somebody very close to the organization, okay, that said, look, they went in at halftime, Ben said some stuff to them. And from there, he said, hey, we just got to get going. And then they dropped the bomb to Deontay, and it's like, okay, that's who we're looking for. And I think that's where they are right now, man, as a whole. It's like, 
you know how it is as athletes and in the game, you get caught in the funk. And I think that second half was an eye opener. It's like, all right, we're not as sweet as we thought we were, especially offensively. We got to do our doggone jobs, and that's what they're leaning on right now. Um, ben knows the importance of this thing. It's all the stuff circulating around on what they're going to do, how this is going to pan out in the offseason. Screw that. It's about now. And that's why I got Pittsburgh winning this one for sure. Score. Score. Give me 24-14. See, I think they'll score more than that, Mom. I don't I think do. they'll score more than that. I, think I mean, they, they put up 38 last kick time. Field goals. <laughs> they'll kick field goals this game. There's something about between. Well, the if, they, if they, I'll say this, DK, if they're scoring a lot, I don't know if Pittsburgh is going to win the game. If that's the case, I got Pittsburgh winning the game. I got this defense. Oh, I didn't mean out. Cleveland would score more. Oh, I mean, Pittsburgh oh, would oh. score more. I, I just think I feel pretty strongly about the breakthrough thing, the Colts. Thing. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, although I don't know how many people would agree with me on this, but. Even this game last week in Cleveland, I thought was a sign that Randy was still going downfield. The receivers yeah. who are still the same receivers were running routes that are, you know, in the same playbook and running them really well and making big plays downfield. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone talks about the game that Claypool had and, and he was fine. The five catches for 103 yeah. yards. Deontay had three catches. 47 yards, 41 yards, and a fourth down conversion. That's a pretty good three-catch day. That's a damn good day. <laughs> Situationally, absolutely. I and, and, and all of a sudden, we're not talking about them dropping the ball. Did you notice that? Everything just kind of – everything just kind of started even – and we're not talking about the offensive line anymore. And we're not even talking about James mm -hmm. Conner and the running game anymore. Why? Because you back everybody – off the line of scrimmage for the yeah. first time these last couple yeah. of weeks. And that's just such a big deal. It really is. Um, it I, is. I, I, I can see the Steelers winning as well. Uh, I do think they'll score more. I, I think this is not going to be an interesting game. But people hate when you say stuff like that. They're like, stop it. You're jinxing <laughs> them like we're in fourth grade or something. <laughs> I know. The game is the game, man. I, I got them getting about 24 points. I think they beat Cleveland convincingly is what I'm saying. Okay.